0: Smash some meat together. Boom, boom. Smash some meat together. Boom, boom. Smash some meat together. Yes. Genuine Wrestle Boys. Straight
1: out of the shop, Mr. Shaker Baker, forty-five wrestling, cause he feels alive. Great memories and good, good times. No to America, Welcome to Genuine
2: Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends, made better friends through love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. Uh,
0: my name is Matthew Stone of the Caldwell Stones.
3: Nice. Beside like Joseph Saldania.
0: My name is Zach Evans, but not the construction one. You and all of you in Boise,
3: or the uh, jobber,
0: or or that, or or jobber Zach Evans, Jeremy Uh, Foster, friends with him on Facebook,
1: Zachary Mevans, yeah. And my last name's Oster, but I am not the heir to the Oster Empire, as far as I am aware. Somebody I think
3: thinks his name is Hey Oyster.
1: Hey (laughs) Oyster.
0: My Um, fourth grade teacher's uh, last name, she was Mrs. Oster, spelled the same way. Oh. Uh, Which one of you are lying to me? Is it Karen? Maybe. Karen. I don't
2: know. I was in fourth
0: grade. It was Sharon. She
1: was kind of brought into our family in a weird way. I never met her. Derek,
2: one to ten, how sure are you that it's pronounced Oster?
1: Um, I mean. Have any of your family members
2: said it out loud? Has anyone ever corrected you, but maybe you're wrong? I mean,
1: everyone besides my family has well, I mean, tried to correct me.
3: Are you, are you sure that it is not stone? Oh, it's Stone of the Caldwell Stones. Are you sure it's not? I mean, or is it the st- English language ston- is weird.
2: Stone yeah, A. That's Stone uh If you're Ooh. in my fifth grade through senior year class, it's Stoner.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> 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 you're Stoner. He's like, yes, yes, I am. Actually. Are you?
3: Is your, la- your last name Stone? So you probably smoke weed, huh? <laughs> It's like, guess no, what? I throw that's rocks at my enemies. No, he's like, no, I'm hard as a rock. And then he's like, look at the dick. And then I fucking. Nice. And then I get expelled from I mean, school.
0: Evans is the Welsh version of Johnson. So, uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Let me pull out my Evans. <laughs> I, don't
2: like that. I don't know if that's a Welsh accent. That is a pretty perfect Welsh accent,
0: though. It's not polite to pull out your Evans. Trust me, I'm Lacy Evans.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see her feud with Medusa online? No. no, oh,
0: it's weird. Did Medu- Medusa throw her in the trash? Well, she should have. That's yeah. where she belongs, and along with all that food she makes. I mean, she's never going to win a title, so yeah. That gray steak. Maybe she doesn't yeah. belong in the trash.
3: Ooh, Zach shooting hard on Lacey Evans up next. Simon <laughs> got shoots on. Yeah. Oh my god! I was thinking this week
0: that some someday I'm going to name an episode of that just to see how the numbers do happen.
1: <laughs> maybe this one. No. Wow. <laughs> we'll see. Um well yeah, you're listening to us on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Take a listen to the other shows on this network.
3: Uh Ease in, drop on by. I thought you were
2: gonna like I thought you were leaving space to like drop in an audio clip. I'm like, damn, Derek, you're going crazy on this. Or maybe you know. did, and now this doesn't make any
0: sense why I'm saying this. No, I didn't do that. I, I mean he wouldn't be I, the one doing that. I'd be asking me to do work. Oh, that'd yeah. be Zach do I, I don't... Never i never ask Zach to do extra hey, work. Listen. Hey, listen. Hey, guys. Once we
2: hit stop on this, uh, I don't fucking know how the sausage gets made, okay? <laughs> and I don't want to know. I don't want to know how the sausage gets made. Actually,
3: I, I, have, I have slight clues, and I'm glad that Zach, and as I thanked him earlier on the text thread this week, that he does that and has taken that responsibility because that is... Real son of a bitch. I, I,
0: I learned how to edit because of this podcast. So there yeah. we go. Yeah. I tried and
2: gave up because that's how
1: I do things.
2: I'm endlessly frustrated editing dealing with it. And I don't even know how you do this one with four voices. <laughs> uh, I don't really. I mean, I guess it's all, st- whatever. This is, now we're talking about how the sausage gets made. This is what I
3: didn't want to do. Yeah. My sausage gets made, man. It's got to rub it a little bit. Let me in. I call it the little fiend. <laughs> yeah, we wowie. Oh, man. he has a little mask
2: made by the guy who does the Slipknot mask. let that
0: man? Yeah, we His, name, his name is Tom Savini. Okay. Tom Savini's this
2: st- the studio. He works for Tom Savini's. Mm,
0: yeah, there we go. I was wrong.
2: Thomas Evany. Thomas Evany. All right, let's go. Anyway, <laughs> follow us on
1: Twitter at uh, Russell Boys Cast and on Instagram at Genuine Russell Boys. I'll
0: post something there someday again.
1: Give us—I mean, I have access to it too. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Leave us a review. Uh, Bit.ly/slash review boys. Five stars.
3: That's it. That's all. Five, five star frog mm-hmm. splash baby. Yeah.
1: Give us some construction. C- 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 Comes uh, some construction c- criticism.
3: <laughs> Those
1: roads <laughs> are bad. <laughs> um. And buy a shirt. Bit.ly/slash
0: merch boys. Um, Bit.ly/forward slash Derek's trunk.
1: Yeah. Go to
2: my trunk.
0: Just text Derek that. Yeah, and he'll it. Means. If you need oh. his sure. phone number,
3: it's two zero. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I accidentally gave out my phone number on this one time. Yeah, I had to edit it out. You 2008- did it?
0: Oh, okay. I actually had to create a sensor. Noise, did you just put it... Did you
3: throw yours out? <laughs> yeah, text
1: me. I'll fight
3: you. No, I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> do it.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. If you your name is uh, Jordan Eagan, I believe that's how it's pronounced. I'm guessing. Uh, Thanks for buying shirts from us. That's yeah, that dope. was really cool. If you're even a listener, hit us up, because that's
0: dope. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, hey, who's friends with this? Not in, none of us none know of, you?
3: None of us. And so we appreciate We want to be your friends, so hit us up. Let's talk. What hey, yes, guess what? Well,
2: you buy a shirt from us, you're now our friend.
3: Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter. That's why Blurg and you
1: and me are our only friends. And Aaron, She bought the one that you wore to Raw? Yeah. My mom bought one. Well, yeah, Kathy's always over. It. Yeah, Kathy's a friend.
3: She's the best. She's going to the Oregon coast. I'm a little jealous.
2: Nice.
1: All right. Let's get into the wrestling show, because that's what Ra we are. Raw reunion. Yeah. Raw union. Raw reunion. Pick what you want to talk about wisely. 15 minutes starts.
2: So when that RAW reunion was announced and Hogan was gonna be there, I had that initial like pain in the neck of just like God damn it, Hogan's gonna be there. But I will say this, I had a blast watching that. It I thought was it was fun. such a blast from the mm-hmm. past. I mean, Hogan's segment was fucking whatever. Uh, but
0: yeah, like, everybody
3: was side eyeing him though, like uh-huh. the stills of Booker T uh-huh. and Triple H just like shut the fuck also, out, hot yeah. Dog bastard.
0: Um, it, he didn't last fifteen seconds on camera. Before he flubbed a fucking line, God. yeah, he said "taste your pick" instead of "take your pick" in that first time that they threw to a <clears> commercial <throat> with him. So, hell yeah, yeah. I just seeing like all just the, it's the blast from the past. All the
3: shit with the twenty four seven title, it was just fun. I loved mm. seeing Pat Patterson win it. Yeah, it was great. I love the Phantom Switch because it's a callback to his Intercontinental title win, mm. and of course, it was Briscoe that did it, which is great because they're run as the Stooges. And he even called him a stooge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought this stuff the with crowd the, went
2: banana, but I thought the stuff with the Lundre Blaze was really funny. Like. Because I thought she fucked up her line when she yeah. was like, "I'm not. You, if you want this title, you better pin me quick. Because I'm not going to have it for long." I was like, "That's not what you're supposed to say." I know.
3: I'm like, "Oh, she must have fucked that up." And then, but no, no, nope. we, we, we fucked
2: up. We we fucked up. We <laughs> fucked up because she went to go uh, pull her old WCW
3: move and toss it in the trash. Ooh. I love Ted DiBiase's laugh and uh-huh. his theme because ah. it's just the best. Like just, song, like just the money, 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 <Watching> money, money. money. <laughs> Everyone's got a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> I backed up from the mic from that. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um. I thought I thought it was really fun. They did a good job of trying to integrate the legends with the current talent. Like even from the the first segment where John Cena came out, which I was mm-hmm. pumped to see him. Yeah, he c- Wait, came out, but. Predicted another dy. <laughs> I you, did. Did you saw Just his shirt. It was really okay. bright. Fair enough. But um, his stuff with the Uso's was fun up until today. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, Jimmy Uso, get an Uber, dude. Like, yeah, I'll send you my code. Yeah, like, drinking and drive is dangerous, friend. Like you're getting you're getting rentals, right? Yeah, it's like getting rentals. I mean, you he has money. Yeah, like there is no excuse. It's one thing to do a crime and like you're just an idiot and like you're just drunk at a bar by yourself and you're not hurting anybody. Like Jeff Hardy, he was just like asleep in some stairwell. Mm-hmm. He wasn't driving.
0: I don't think he has like, can get a license anymore. Yeah, I think it's been revoked. But uh, North Carolina he probably still can.
3: Yeah, if anything, they, they're like drive yourself home, kid. <laughs> but um, dude, you have money. Like you're putting other lives in danger at this point. Yeah, don't fucking do it. You enjoy drinking. Don't fucking drive. No yeah.
2: Dewey's, no
1: Dewey's. I never drink when I'm in Boise because I have to drive home to Cuna. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But anyway, that was a fun little rap segment
3: they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they brought out Rikishi. Uh-huh. They brought out Devon Dudley to like be like, oh, these guys are tag teams, like a great tag team. I was in a great tag team. Yeah. So it kind of helped put the legends with the, the, the talent that's there now mm-hmm. to try to help bring them up. Um, the Seth Rollins uh, match with AJ, that was supposed to be Ricochet. Right. Oh. They get the DX backing. They get the like the the click back and everything like that. That was all supposed to be Ricochet because Ricochet is a pet project of Heyman and Triple H. Mm-hmm. And so um, he has an arm infection. So
0: Yeah. Having Seth in that spot made – like having Ricochet in that spot would have been fine because he's like new and stuff. Seth's a multiple-time world champion and like – it kind of seemed like a nerd. He, yeah, he seems like such a nerd right now. Oh like, uh, yeah, and but like he's clearly like a huge DX. So like
2: for him to see him up there with DX and getting to say Billy's line and shit, it was just fun. Oh, he
0: was having fun, but yeah, yeah. Did it would you have say
3: been. A, he's an ass man.
0: Yeah, no, he, he he's an, he's a last man actually.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that was good. <laughs> Did she tweet that or is no? That's off, no your dome. that's off
0: my dome.
3: That is that's, cool. that's right from the top. This Thank is you, some of the creative this, writing degree. <laughs> this is some of the stuff that I feel sometimes gets overlooked when we're on. I always listen for it because I always shoot Zach looks. I'm like, I got that one. Or if you, if you re listen to the pod, you hear the little gems that are just thrown thrown in the background. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like just sprinkle. Good in. shit.
0: Nice little sprinkle. I actually go in and edit myself in telling jokes I wish I'd said. <laughs> uh, like, all the other audio just cuts out. <laughs> like You take notes during it. I'll say something
3: here. Fuckish. <laughs> and
0: It's like all of a sudden just super clear. <laughs> yeah. More like last man. <laughs> La-
2: Wait, yeah, was Zach driving? Was, was Zach driving in their car when they said that? I don't <laughs> It's not like there was road noise. That's uh, weird.
3: I'll have a I'll have a whopper. <laughs> last man. <laughs> uh, um I thought it was a fun time. I, I saw some people were super down it, but I had a great time. Kelly Kelly won the twenty four seven title. I thought that was fun. Uh huh. Michelle gets it. I mean, you had Melina be like, Oh, look at this. I was getting my referee's license. Yeah. Uh, all had fun bits. Santino was creepy. Yeah, that yeah. was not great, but uh, it should be said too. I the, it was totally Poor valid, Canalis
2: <laughs> valid, valid criticism that like on that three hour programming there was like hardly any time devoted to the women. I mean, the legend stuff different, but like valid criticism that I've been hearing about it. Uh, for this one show, it's like okay, it makes some sense, but I do think it's worth noting that they really did sort of like I don't know. It just with with this new changing of the guard, and I don't know how much Paul Heyman had to do creatively with everything on monday but it was just like uh i hope
3: that's not just gonna get sort of it's a tough one to book because you have to like you're booking all these legends Mm
2: -hmm. Mm. yeah but i i I don't know it's just like uh,
3: for the most part i thought everything was really fun uh at this point italia like is coming off pretty well i'm actually really excited for this feud like she, I, she's kind of holding her end of the thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, as long
0: as they she they actually get some screen time, then over like the next yeah, few weeks to weeks, uh, summer yeah. ta- to to SummerSlam, SummerFest, SummerFest,
3: Summer Tam. But uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm liking where she's going with everything. I'm so
0: happy it's not Lacey. Yeah. yeah. Oh
3: my
2: god. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm having. And I'm glad that they're splitting Seth and
3: Becky back up to their respective storylines. All is so good on the mic, but wonder oh, who the is the best. The most captivating fucking person in the world just out there being your drunk uncle. Fucking Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Steve Austin, 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 Austin. Austin. Just, it's like,
1: chugging an IPA now? Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Well,
3: it's broken Skull IPA. Broken Skull IPA. I went and ordered a burger. I ordered a hot dog. I ordered a salad. I ordered another hot dog right. and a Coke. What? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Not a Broken Skull IPA? No. Then oh. I went back down. <laughs> um... I heard they missed an an opportunity and they didn't have a
0: stunner stunner moment. No, there's no yeah, KO wasn't. No KO double stunners. K.O. Yeah.
3: That would have been cool, but I also like I think he was drunk.
0: I like was that you? he just oh, came,
3: yeah.
2: oh yeah, he just came out. He genuinely looked like he didn't have anything when he walked out that he had
3: anything planned to say. <laughs> and it just like But it was captivating. Everybody just like hang like he seems like a Step or two or three above everybody else that is on that show. And, yeah. it's like,
2: and it's like, of course, like the what chant is his, like, it's it's
3: it's everything about it he he Steve Austin. And he plays into it so well. It was but, like, like order a hamburger. What? A hot dog. What? A salad. What? A steak. What? Pancakes. It was like perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just like he used it to as the beat to his promos. And it's just that mm-hmm.
3: fucking pop on that glass hit. Ooh, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. That it, was the first
1: time he was like talking in the ring since that one mania, right? No, there was, so that, was that, there was the, the Raw twenty five thing. Yeah.
3: It's just so unreal when he's out there because people just hang off every single word. Mm-hmm. He just commands that audience like whatever he wants to happen, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. He can just tell some fucking drunken ass wall-eyed story because uh-huh. his eyes were looking different places. Yeah. He, he was not probably not only hung over but drunk. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And like, he even, like, they were even short on time. and He kept it going, like, and referenced that and kept, like, kept things moving. Talked
3: about how him and Gerald Briscoe are, like, breaking the law in South Africa.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, where? I want to hear how that story ended. <laughs> no,
3: it was, it was, I thought it was a really, really fun show. And it felt, and it feels genuine when he was just talking about, like, how he wanted to go back down because he wasn't done hanging out with his, like, his family. Like, then he saw Ron Sims, like, I beat him to the punch. I said, damn. damn. <laughs> And he's like, we hugged for 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah that like, <laughs> yeah, that's some slight homophobe. If anyone didn't know, they think maybe we have something going on. <laughs> it's just God. like, he just had like this energy and just, it was so real. Everything he said was so real. That's what we're missing. There's a couple people that it comes across like that. One of them is KO. Yeah, because mm-hmm. sure. mm-hmm. He is unscripted now. They give him bullet points now, and it shows because he feels so much different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. He feels like Kevin Steen. He feels like Kevin Owens. That's him. Yeah, and he feels like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then like Daniel Bryan, his feels so much different than everybody else because that's Bryan Danielson, but like turned up to a thousand. Because instead of just being like a real environmentalist and trying to like use his voice for good, he's taken to the extreme. On Mm. the on that, did I just hear you say (laughs) extreme? (laughs) On that same note, uh, over on
2: SmackDown on Tuesday, I really liked the interaction between Kofi and Randy. I thought mm-hmm. the, the two of them being like, like Kofi being like, you didn't want me standing here, and I'm going to prove to you that I deserve this. He showed a clip from 2009 when he's like, that should have been where I rose to the top, but you used your influence to hold me back. And he, and he was like, I
3: fucking did. Yeah, I you're did. Ready. Because
2: you weren't ready, and you're not ready now, and I'll show
3: you. And it was just like, I'm excited for this fucking match. Randy mm-hmm. seems like he's ready to... Um, help elevate people cuz like mm-hmm. when he was working with Ali too he was working real hard and trying mm-hmm. to make sure and put him over I think he's it took him till he's 40 but I think he's grown up <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think so. he's having
0: fun right now for the first time in a while too like there's this he, shit with Osprey on Twitter this week and like
3: I think he enjoys wrestling right now mm-hmm. cuz he's he's not really working house shows you know, select one here and there. Limited schedules.
0: Body probably feels good. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones he did, he put over Aleister Black on that random house show. Yeah. That they needed to fill in. I like. think he
3: just is enjoying wrestling now. I think he's probably realizing, no, don't have too much time left. You know what? This is fun. Yeah. And we get a, a motivated Randy. The dude's fucking good. I think mm-hmm. him and Kofi are going
2: to bring the house down. Yep. And that's not something I would have said about a Randy Orton Kofi Kingston match a year from a uh, year ago. No. Yeah, yeah from no, today. that's a yeah, year no. for, or probably a year from today. Like, <laughs> ima-
0: Yeah, imagine a year ago saying, like, oh, yeah, like the SummerSlam mat- match is going to be, you know, Randy versus Kofi for, like, for the title. And, and, and you're, you're like, like just, oh, Randy has the title at SummerSlam." So He's like, no, fucking Kofi, Kofi has. Oh, it. Like,
3: how did Kofi get in there? Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, that's so sick. But that Kofi's, Kofi's getting a title been shot. The best booked person. Sentimentia. Mm-hmm. i love how yep.
2: strong they are selling that trouble in paradise to make it look so devastating yeah i mean it,
3: they just need to replay that time where he knocked out the miz yeah cold. oh, he first
2: he shoot knocked him out yeah uh I, I was really
3: into that i thought that was pretty cool i, I thought it was great um i think the interplay was stone cold and not stone cold uh, kevin owens and roman was really cool with shane yeah mm. and then them just being like we're the two good guys here we're not going to fall into your fucking trap. Yeah. We're not dumb. Like, it made him... See, like, maybe he gets in this thing with baby faces. So they make him seem like idiots. Right. They like, made him seem like... No, we're fucking one step ahead of the bumbling heels.
2: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because, yeah, you'll see that with, like, Seth. That That's, like, where he'll get easily distracted in the ring. And it's like... No, nah, that, that's not believable, you mm-hmm. know? Like,
3: that baby face. Like, oh, what's going on? Oh, who's coming out? No, they, they make him seem strong. Yeah. They're, they're pushing them both. And the plan before... Um they brought back KO, like when he was gonna do this character previously, but then they had him turn because they didn't know what happening with Brian. Um he was supposed to be the number two babyface on SmackDown. Him mm-hmm. and Roman were one mm-hmm. and two. Yeah. And here we go. Him and Roman,
2: one and two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Derek, how much how much more time we have left?
1: We got two minutes. Talk about two oh five live.
2: Two oh five live and Oh NXT.
3: my god. god. Uh Why I haven't have you spent so much time on the garbage. Two oh five live was so Fucking good. Mm. The uh, lucha tag match. It was Humberto Carrillo and Raúl Mendoza versus Lucha House Party. It was Gran Metalik and Callisto. It was a lucha match. Yeah. It was just they just went in there and did a lucha, and it was great. Um, you had Lucha House Party giving giving the heat to the NXT team, and they put over Humberto Carrillo. Mm. Like he got the win, and it was just awesome. They were flipping, flying everywhere. The chemistry was there. Humberto Carrillo is a has that boyish good look? So yeah, yeah. I hope they keep bringing that team up. Mm-hmm. I, I want that like that whole unit to be one team. Put Angel Garza in there. Put Andrade. Give me the new L- yeah. LWO. That'd be mm-hmm. great. Angel Garza on
2: NXT. I thought was so fucking great. Him yeah. and Jordan Miles had a really, really. Oh good man! Match. And also them freaking out about
0: his gold gear when he oh, ripped off yeah. his pants this week. Yeah. It's
3: gold. It's gold. <laughs> it's so good. It's um, gold. <laughs> before we get to more NXT, because there's a lot right, to talk right. about. We're gonna
1: go over. them sorry. No, that's fine. Um, the 15 minutes is just for
3: Ron SmackDown. Okay, um, that's what I just decided. The, I loved Oni and the Jobber because it just made Oni seem like a fucking beast. Yeah. Um, he just was. He's buff as hell. He's getting tan. He is just looking great. Um, they made him seem like a killer, and it's what you need to do for Oni Lorcan, mm-hmm. the Boston Brawler. The Boston Brawler. And then the main event. Holy fuck! Just fucking swerve. Isaiah Scott, guy I almost called him Shane Strickland versus Drew Gulak. Damn. And a phenomenal match. That's mm. big for Shane. That's huge. Yeah. Also, he's saw, had one NXT
0: yeah. TV match. 205 yeah. Live came in at number three on the network this week. Damn. Which is way higher than normal. I, does, so.
1: I did read a rumor, just a rumor, but that they're going there's thoughts to put NXT on FS one. Yep.
3: Two mm. hour show.
1: And integrate 205 a five live, which I think it. is the way to go. Which I mm-hmm. think
3: what they're slowly doing right now. Yeah, so you get yeah. used to these guys. So you're bringing in the swerves. You're bringing in, um, like Biff. Like, B- fuck, who am I? I'm- Biff. Indie Cannon. I'm the indie smart. Biff Busic. Tony Larkin. Um, they're bringing in these guys, but um, Swerve and Drew had such a phenomenal match. They played in to that hand injury. He sold it so well. Um, even like he. Couldn't grab a hold. Couldn't grab a pin because of it. But he was still able to fly and use his feet and kick. And he has such innovative offense. And there was people, like, towards the end of that match that you had big swerve chance. I'm like, this is fucking cool. Like, they're getting over. They're working so fucking hard. Fucking working. Yeah. Mm. Loved it. It was so good. <laughs> Hell yeah, 205 Live. Yeah, yeah, every week. And also, next week is going to be phenomenal because you're going to have Drake Maverick in his first like real WWE match against Mike canellis mm. And this feud's been going on for a long time in an unsanctioned match. His promo oh, nice. cut was awesome. The video package they played for it was fucking awesome. I'm excited. If Mike Canellis wins, he gets a championship opportunity. Wouldn't be surprised if he wins. Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Sick.
0: And uh, I didn't get to finish NXT this week. It was very good. It yeah. was really good. Yeah. Um, Mia Yim... My favorite wrestler in the world She's right now. Murdering people. Surprise, oh. motherfucker.
4: Uh-huh. When she attacked Jessamine <laughs> she, she in the did, locker room. She
3: did the dokes from Dexter. Yeah. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. And then she did like the the one before, like the week before, where she legitimately like attempted murder on Marina Schaeffer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like slammed her body into a car door. Like she was sitting on the ground and slammed the car door on her. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so I, I love this, where she's picking apart the whole team, yeah. and it leaves Shayna just, like, alone. Yeah, she's mm. the head batty in charge. Yeah, Hell yeah. HBIC. <laughs> That's what her song even says. Yeah. Um, Angel Garza versus Jordan Miles, as you said, was great. Loved it. Yeah. Um, It feels so different, too, because of the the tournament, like the Breakout Star tournament. They haven't been there for that long, but they, they st- still don't even do any of the WWE style. Mm-hmm. It's just them. Angel Garza is a real handsome guy, <laughs> super mm.
2: handsome and fucking athletic. I thought he was going to win that match, and the fact that he lost was crazy because it was like, like he, i like he's the one I still remember. But Jordan Miles gets that next opportunity, and it's like that's a perfect that shows a lot of work on both of their that's parts.
3: A, I think this is something that Triple H has got from just his his booking style. It's very reminiscent of Paul Heyman's booking style as far as matches goes, not necessarily the storylines or anything because. Triple H is a lot more standard wrestling, but in like the matches, somebody like, gets over and somebody goes over. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that happens a lot in NXT. They're great at doing that, except for Bianca Belair versus Z- Asai Lee. Was just Bianca mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah,
3: I felt so bad. because like, Asai Lee has been really just like pushing hard and making her way up the card. Blah blah blah, and then she just got fucking eaten alive. Mm-hmm. But it makes yeah. sense because they, you know, they're trying to. Kind of build uh some of bianca's cred back up,
0: mm, and Zi Lee getting t v time is kind of still a win yeah at, she's at got she's got something it's just it's not there yet, oh yeah, I mean she's still very green, like she's still like and she is getting better, so and I then, think she'll be something uh,
3: okay. Io Shirai uh versus uh Casey Catanzaro how's uh, that it was uh. Phenomenal because all it was was a drop kick, and then Candice LeRae, looking even more buff as hell, <laughs> and just came in and like fucking took out Io Shirai with the awesome Inseguri, did a giant tope dive on her, was bringing in a chair. So I hope they do a street fight. Yeah, I want a really street sick. fight with that hell because yeah. I think it's um with the chair kind of coming into play for both of them. I think it's building to that uh Velotine Dream had a great promo against like Roderick Strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Roddy also mm-hmm. like he he plays this bro like yeah douche character so, so well. well. And it's just like it works perfectly for his kind of his this character in the undisputed era. Um and then All Pete Dunne had to do was come out. Mm-hmm. And that, was, that was sick. Huge pop. I'm yeah. so glad that Regal said he's going to be on NXT proper. Uh for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he's a guy that they need. I'm pretty this isn't gonna be like uh Triple H is gonna hand him off to Paul Heyman here soon. Mm-hmm. Because everybody loves him. He's so good. He's young. And, and they need to get young guys on TV. And he's been like
1: He's been grinding for
2: a while. Oh, for a like, while he carried NXT UK on his back. I mean, there yeah. were other guys there like, for sure, but 600 days. <laughs> yeah. He
1: was the champion before there was a show.
3: Was, yeah. yeah. And then when the show
2: started, time. it would not have the grounding it has now without Pete done mm-hmm. there. Yeah.
3: And that show is just awesome too.
2: Yeah. Uh no, it's awesome.
0: Good, time. mm-hmm. good
2: times. Good times. That friend. match I'm you're, you're your your family. family.
0: Yeah, it's going to become a three-way for that American title yeah they already announced it yeah, yeah. love it it's gonna be that's gonna be so good the three of them are like each like so different but I think it'll mesh real well I
3: feel like it's gonna be Roddy just beating the shit out of both of them just because he can work so fast mm-hmm. well and the story's already built between Roddy and Pete Dunne yep this, mm-hmm. it's just uh, I'm so excited
0: for takeover yeah, and then like I, Velveteen Dream I'm sure is gonna like have to sell some like finger and limb spots from Pete Dunne and that's Definitely. gonna be really fucking good
3: yeah, he's going to sell it like The Rock took the stunner. <laughs> hell yeah. And then they're doing a three stages of hell for the NXT title. What's a three stages of hell match? So it's a two out of three falls match. was a different stipulation for each fall. Oh, cool. Oh, so holy. Johnny picked a street fight. Adam Cole picked a wrestling match. And I, <laughs> and I love it because he's like, every time we've wrestled, I've beat you in the wrestling match. Your name's Johnny Wrestling. You're going to have to change that mm-hmm. when I beat you again.
0: Cool. Like Great, great heel work. And then um Regal picks the third Regal one. Regal picks the third one, which I'm gonna guess is gonna be like a submission match, and then yeah. Adam Cole might will probably still win somehow. Yeah,
3: it's either gonna be I I would think either submission or last man standing. Mm. This does, does he have a submission Cole? No. That's okay. I but
0: I think the, he'd still like somehow find a way to win. That's the
1: gimmick. Yeah. Mm. Uh so we're getting just two of the matches are Adam Cole and Gargano and Shirai and Candice.
3: We don't know if that one's gonna be on takeover okay but they're building to something
0: mm. and we get mia yim versus shana and that's gonna be and then fucked up street yeah. profits
3: versus um undisputed undisputed oh sick which would be great so when i, I when think is it uh three weeks okay mm-hmm. okay I, weekend i feel that we might get the undisputed being draped in gold, gold. hell yeah i think roddy wins i think kyle and bobby win yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, as they say, they're the greatest team on God's green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I fucking am so hyped on two hundred five and NXT. Like, if I like, I miss parts of SmackDown, and I'll go through on uh, WatchWrestling.IN. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give up the gimmick, brother, and uh, skim through every segment. I'm like, okay, this is what I like. Oh, don't care about this. Yeah, yeah. And then I just sit down and watch <laughs> two hundred five and NXT. We say it often, but it's an hour. It's a concise hour of
2: fantastic wrestling mm-hmm. every week, and
3: I want more after each of them. And mm-hmm. that's the fucking trick. Mm-hmm. That's the gimmick with wrestling. You're not Lead exhausted. You wanting more after Raw. I wanted more because Austin was just like so captivating. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. damn, I love wrestling.
2: And Austin, well, I'll say this too. He, I don't. He, he's not going to. But he looks like he could step in that ring
0: and have an Austin match. Mm-hmm. Everything but his neck. God, he looks great. Yeah. Like, he's in great shape. His neck is good. I could go down
3: there and drop everybody on that stack of dimes they call a neck. It's just like, I bet you could. Mm -hmm. God damn it. You're right.
1: I want to just see him and
3: Kevin in a match
1: just for fun, just a fun, just a for fun. Oh, also,
3: um, that stare down between Styles and Michaels. Like, I know it's probably not leading to anything. But I want that. Oh, when mm. you have AJ yelling, like, I know where NXT is. I know where NXT is. I want that so bad. You
2: freaking turd.
3: <laughs> I I just want it. I want it right now. Mm-hmm. Also, just letting you guys know uh, from the G1, I'm pulling up the different matches uh, Moxie versus Ishii, great. Nitro oh, versus Ishii, that. great. Um, Okada versus Osprey, great. I heard that's wild. And five five 5.75
1: stars from I saw, uh, Uncle Dave. I saw a GIF where. Okada like defies gravity. Wait, yeah, that
0: that was a fucked up spot. Wait, I don't understand. Osprey and
3: Okada it. got five point seven stars. Yeah, Fuck, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's it's awesome. Uh, Lance Archer is having one of his best runs ever, and then we're gonna be getting Kenta versus Okada. Awesome. Damn. Right, Damn, we're we're just there's a lot of stuff that's mm-hmm. going on. Everybody check it out. Also, Naito, please quit bumping on your fucking neck on uh, with him versus Ishii. Like he took like this wicked clothesline and landed right in his neck. Like I'm so scared we're gonna get another Mm -hmm. Masawa, and I feel like it's gonna be him or Ibushi.
2: Yeah, and that would be. I mean, either one would be tragic, but Ibushi for sure because of how much career he still has
0: ahead of him. But Naito still does too. The same age
2: that doesn't fucking make sense in my brain. (laughs) Kota is
0: a lot older than he looks. He
2: has the he has a perpetual young
3: face. He's gonna be 20 forever.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Also,
0: Shingo and Moxley.
3: Jingles fucking good. That's gonna good. be fucking great. They uh, that match already happened, mm. and um, Moxley was uh, did the interview after. He was like, "There's no way he's a fucking he's a junior heavyweight. Mm. If he's a cruiserweight, I'm one of the Doobie brothers." Oh my god! <laughs> he's like he's like two forty five. He's a thick boy. He's
0: thick, and the dragon is great. Mm. So on NXT UK this week, uh, Walter and uh, Trent Seven had. Yeah, uh, an entertaining murder of Trent Seven match. Oh, oh yeah. no! Uh, I think it was seven total power bombs Jesus. Uh, from it was five or seven power bombs from Walter to Trent Seven, including one on the apron. Like that was the last one. So
3: I hear that's the hardest part of the ring. Yeah, that's, that's what, I hear what too. they say. Uh,
0: yeah, which it was pretty. Like it was fun. The two of them had a better match in progress recently in title the uh, NXT match.
3: UK title match is going to be great. Mm. It's uh, Tyler Bate versus Walter.
0: Fuck. Uh, which was one of my favorite matches like in the last few years at Progress. Dude, Tyler hell Bate's yeah, going to so. fucking
2: deadlift Walter. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, going to be so
0: good. I, I'm going to share that match with all of y'all. Yeah, I'd love to see hell, it. Hell yeah. It's because yeah. Tyler Bate does some hell shit yeah. in that match that's fucked up. So.
1: Yeah, he's he looks like a small boy, but he's a big strong boy. Mm-hmm.
2: Big
0: strong big, boy.
1: Big strong little boy. Um, we can get into some news. Uh Tegan Knox.
2: Michael Cole's best day ever. Tegan Knox is back.
3: Hell yeah! <laughs> I am going to die. Somebody call the ambulance.
0: <laughs> he, he like shows up in Firefly Funhouse. He's like, I did some things for Tegan Knox, <laughs> and now I, I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. I ended up here.
2: Yowie, yeah, wowie, man! Yeah.
0: Michael Cole dance. Michael, do the oh Michael man, dance.
2: that before uh, to just backtrack a little bit. Also, the fiend putting uh, Mick Foley in the mandible claw was great. That was very loved good. it. Loved it. I hope he. Loved
0: I, it. I actually hope he like starts stealing moves.
3: I, th- I think that I hope that's his move.
2: I, the mandible claw. I do yes. too. I hope like how uh, Owens is using the stunner. I hope the mandible claw becomes like Bray's new finishing move. Mm-hmm. Sister Abigail's cool, but it's. It's it's It's, dead. it's done. It's mm-hmm. done.
0: And like, people talk a lot about how Bray could have been like the like, next Undertaker, but like, it would have been smarter if they had seen him as the next Foley, yep. like the next Mankind, and actually gone with it.
3: Yeah, because you can Which... have the three faces of Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Oh. You, and you can now. Like, you can.
2: Um, I, I love that. I, I agree. I hope the mandible Claw becomes uh, Bray's new finisher.
3: I agree. Um, on other news, All Elite Wrestling announced on October 2nd, 2nd. Wednesday going, nights going to be going live 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 on TNT and and they're touring
1: TNT yeah. knows mm-hmm.
3: drama and uh
1: they took a nice little promo photo that looks like a CW show it yeah, really
0: does, does. <laughs> wasn't to say they're competing with the <laughs> they're competing with the OC over on on it's like raw right now the original so. club yeah. the mm-hmm. only club that matters the original chicken club that that's what gave me food poisoning at burger king oh, the no. original chicken club the, the you're on blast
2: one? burger king hmm?
3: That, wait, is that the long one?
0: Yeah, it was the long, yeah it's the long. Yeah, the long chicken.
3: chicken.
0: The long chicken. Uh, <laughs> uh, come on, I've... long chicken. Long chicken. Fuckers already yeah. long chicken. He's like six two. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He yeah, he's yeah. about eight. If you get my drift. Long, long chicken. Long night on the toilet. Huh?
0: Long hog. It was about a week on the toilet. Oh no, oh. no that's a lot of
2: food poison. Well, when you
3: have the long sandwich, it takes longer <laughs> for it to digest. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Because I assume I'm you ate watching. the sandwich
2: in one co- like cartoon bite. <laughs> like mm? that's like popcorn. A... That's how I do.
3: <laughs> Fuck yeah! I say, I say. <laughs> I gummed it down, brother. Oh no, <laughs> this isn't a take a weird gummy time. Um, and other news, WWE had their earnings call today. Oh, and, bad news. Um, they actually are up a little bit because of mania money and Saudi money. Yeah, oh. was Mer- merch was down like 18% or merch something. Merch is down, ratings are down. Their social media numbers are all up, but the stock is up. But also Michelle Wilson, who is one of their um high ranking like executives and George Barrios, who's like their like chief like business officer guy. <laughs> I think he's like actually their CFO. Uh they sold a bunch of stock today. Mm-hmm, yeah. They unloaded because I think they all thought that it was going to take a giant hit. It went up like like I think it was like 18% their stock went up. Interesting. Wow. It's wild. Um he said that Vince said on the call that they are going to towards more edgy product. They are currently revamping everything yeah. that they're doing and um,
0: Speaking of that, the network is getting revamped, like, starting today. Yeah, so. it actually
3: happened on my phone already. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Like, and more
0: more convenient to use? It looks so much better. It has That's what awesome. you would call a working search function. Oh, Ooh, man. So when
1: I search CM Punk, it's not all hidden?
0: Oh, no, it, it, it probably still it is. Probably <laughs>
3: still is.
2: You, it Dude, it seriously fucking sucked. Like, their search mm. function was terrible. Yeah, it was
3: bad. Like, let's just say I search for... I'm going just through their thing. So CM Punk right here is actually on their alumni section. Oh. So I click him and it gives you actually, wow, it really does. So it gives Mm -hmm. you, I'm just looking, it gives you like stuff he's in, documentaries he's in, matches he's in.
0: Yeah, like Ryan Satin apparently got to see it like a few weeks ago as like a beta test and like they like just gave people a tour through it and he said like he still can't talk about all the features he saw but it's just 100% better. It's like, going to be great
3: so. i'm liking just what i'm seeing right now hell it even has eden styles wow does it have flash games
2: no never mind i'm not getting on there <laughs>
3: but it's not a website it's an app they really have almost everybody that like, you can think of that would be involved in anything Sick. like hakushi's there Ho Ho loon you can look up Ho Ho loon
0: i mean he did nope that wasn't him that was different Never mind.
2: Yeah, look up Fantasio. That was WCW, wasn't it? No, no they no. own WCW.
3: Look up Fantasio. Uh, oh man, he's not there.
2: Okay, hmm. well, well, he no Flash games and no Fantasio <laughs> means no. I don't match. think they
3: have that era of superstars loaded yet. Yeah, so it just, it's a disappearing magic trick? <laughs> he will, he will be there. His one, his, his one, one televised match, 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 match. match, match with will a, be there. Tony DeVito. Hey. Member of ECW The Baldies. There we go. Um any other news that happened? Um John
0: Cena brought his girlfriend to Raw?
3: Ooh, cool. TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing. I'm trying to think of the news articles I looked at. Uh, um, um Rikishi
0: Bo- wasn't medically cleared to do a sting face, which is a hilarious Yeah, Apparently they had to rewrite a bunch of stuff that. For- that butt's too
3: out of control. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that is it like do you just like drop your butt you just someone? run your butt
2: into someone's face
0: yeah. it's just that he's not physically cleared to do any physical to run thing. Oh. in the ring he could like because even doing that you could still somehow uh, like,
2: well vince mcmahon
1: tore his squads walking to the ring. Uh, so. uh
0: bully
2: ray pulled a fan backstage and yelled at him oh that Again? happened that, happened
1: a that was a while ago it. but we didn't mm. talk about
3: oh. it That that is true though <laughs> He did do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, the fan. I read a lot. I heard about the it. The fan. The fan deserved. The fan, deser- the fan
2: deserved it, but it's still like, oh, you can't do that, dude. Mm-hmm. And the
1: fan was just trying to use cancel culture to
2: try to cancel bully Ray. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I mean, bully Ray, uh, like noted, he can get canceled canceled for other things. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, there God. was
0: a very good joke was- and commentary about that this week. I yeah, yeah. Was Booker T. With Booker T. Say that. I'm pretty sure, it's ba- like, basically said, like. You know, glad that he's not around. Like, yeah, yeah, I think
3: a lot of people are. Yeah. Um. So yeah, other than that, it's just uh, kind of right now. Paul Heyman is getting more and more kind of influence. People are liking everything he's doing. Eric Bischoff showed up for his job, so that's a plus.
0: That's a good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they um, come in on a garbage truck, like in uh, Sold Out. Yeah, so he came in on a garbage truck because that's how he left. Perfect.
3: that had been great. I, I would have loved the continuity of that. Mm-hmm. So when he got fired as the raw GM, uh, Cena fucking dumped him in a garbage truck, I would have loved if like, they brought it back and he just said, he's like, I've been in here for 83 weeks. <laughs> he just weeks. has a huge beard in 83 <laughs> weeks. Ha. Hell yeah. been
2: good. All right, so. Let's
1: get into our special topic of the week.
2: It's Esai's pick this week, and we're talking about boom, boom. Boom, boom. Colt Cabana. Weepy,
1: boopy, poopy <clears throat> All right, we're talking about Scott. Scott <laughs> Goldman.
3: Why do you know me as that? That's one of my favorite recent stories of his. I don't think anybody really knows <laughs> Scottie Goldman. but uh, So Scott Colton, <laughs> a.k.a. Colt Cabana, um, is a pioneer in not only independent wrestling, but in the merch game, yeah. in interactions with fans. And And wrestling podcasts, social media, Mm. and then of course his art of wrestling Mm podcast. He was not necessarily one of the first people on Twitter, but he was one of the ones that started really utilizing it well. Mm. He was not one of the first podcast, but he was the one that fucking did it right. Yeah, there Mm. was a couple other ones out there in radio shows and stuff, but it was different. And it was interviewing a long form interview with a wrestler, but it was two wrestlers talking, and more importantly, it was almost like. A lot of it was like two friends talking. Well, and
2: I'm sure you can speak to this more. But when I was doing uh, some research for it too, it seems like you know around the time like 2007, 2009, and earlier, uh, independent wrestling for sure was not where it is right now. It was not considered cool, and people didn't really know. I mean, it wasn't a big thing people talked about. And I think it sounds like his his art of wrestling podcast kind of really introduced a lot of people to these to these not just characters, but the people behind the characters of these wrestlers that made them. You know, It gave people an exposure to some people, and I I think it probably helped indie wrestling uh, kind of rise up a little bit. It Mm -hmm. it
3: definitely was a huge thing for for indie wrestling. So Colt Cabana started – I'll kind of get a little background on him first. So Colt Cabana started in 1999 at the Steel Domain Wrestling uh, Training School. Um, Ace Steel and Danny Dominion were the ones that ran that school. That's where he met um, CM Punk. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of people kind of know Colt Cabana's name. Because of CM Punk, like name dropping him on his pipe bomb promo, right, right. A couple of Chicago boys, a couple of Chicago boys who are not friends anymore. <laughs> Which makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. But they started just running the roads and doing the thing. Punk got signed in two thousand five. Cabana was still just doing the indies. They would book the people like in like IWA Mid South. Like they would be like, "All right, we want the Punk Cabana match," and that would just be the touring match. Mm. Like, hey, this is the match we want. And mm. so you had a lot of that. Um, he was paired off with him in Ring of Honor. They were tag champs as the Second City Saints. Um, was he doing comedy stuff at this time? No. Okay. Uh, oh, comedy wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was He was doing a bit of comedy, but it mm. was... Because that's
2: also kind of what he's known for, even though he's a great wrestler. Well, that's exactly why, from what I understand. like he There's comedy wrestling in the sense of like, oh, this will get a big pop out of the crowd for being funny, but he finds where to use comedy in the context of wrestling. So he like it's funny and he does really funny stuff, but it doesn't make sense out of the context of the match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like that's where it's like he's that shows how talented of a wrestler and performer he is that he can have a great wrestling match that's also really funny. Yeah.
3: So some so some of the people that he was really influenced by early in his career were guys like Johnny Saint and then Les Kellett, who was like somebody that he always points to as somebody in the UK was really funny. They didn't get over till they were like in their fifties. And that's actually what um, Nigel McGinnis and fucking Dean Ambrose, they got that lariat from He called it the Les Kellett lariat because he would do that weird bouncing thing on the ropes to rebound lariat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's where they all got that from was Les Kellett. But um, he would use comedy in his wrestling matches like, while like all pertains to wrestling. So he was doing PWG. He was doing Ring of Honor, IWA Mid-South. Uh, he was on the first Chikara show. Him and Punk were... Um, they were just anything that was an independent anything. He was there. And what was it? Early days of Ring of Honor that he was yes. cutting his teeth. Mm-hmm. He was there very early Ring of Honor. Um, not necessarily the first show, but he was there like a I want to say a few shows after. Really? Um, he was able to like still have that super high work rate style, but work it within his matches. I mean, when he's wrestling a guy like Homicide, like doing uh comedy matches like it wasn't just going to be comedy you wrestling mm-hmm. homicide might actually die <laughs> um, he got signed to WWE in 2007 and he went to OVW he said he just it was like whatever they paid him a lot of like a good amount of money to go and was really funny about when he was getting signed everybody was pulling for it Hurricane was pulling for it uh, Jamie Noble was pulling for it um, Ken Kennedy uh, Davari, Punk. Everybody was like, "Dude, we gotta sign him," and they just weren't doing it. it was at the WrestleMania after party when they were in. De- I think it was Detroit. It was two thousand seven, mm-hmm. and um, because two thousand six, six was? They were in Chicago. That's where Punk was on the fucking car and John Cena thing. That's a little Easter egg. Hello. Um, they brought Colt to the WrestleMania after party, and they uh, he was before was supposed to get a special tryout that weekend. They had like the rehearsal rooms in like the hotel. They'd put a ring in the ballroom. Fuck yeah. And just be like, all right, go practice your matches. Well, they were gonna have a special tryout. Well, D. Malenko and Fit Finley got drunk and didn't show up. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, so that didn't happen. So they just but brought Finley loves to fight. <laughs> so they brought him into the he was just in the WrestleMania after party. They brought him to a drunk John Laurinaitis. and he didn't tell this until years later. And they're like Dude, he's been grinding. He he's one of the best out there. I grind on Nicky. Oh well. no! <laughs> and they were just like, you gotta you gotta give him a deal. Like you gotta sign him. Like everybody was just like, please sign him. He's the best. You're gonna love him. There's so
0: much you can do with Colt Cabana. And then he went out and signed a different Jewish wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> a different Scott Colt. And he was like, All right, well,
3: you're gonna do this. You want to do this? We have a name, so I'll start you at seven fifty a week. You know, you'll be in uh OVW for like three months. We'll get you on TV, how's that sound? And Colt was like, All right, is that a deal? We have it. Uh sound good. Here, go call, call my secretary Bonday, put everything down. And he was pulling Nova and Tommy Dreamer sides like you heard him. You fucking heard yeah, him. Yeah, like I'm not this is real. Yeah. yeah. And so he got signed. They gave him like five thousand dollars to move. To OVW, which is in uh, what the fuck was o- Ohio Valley? Ohio, yeah. Um, oh. and so he was like took five hundred dollars to move in the truck, stayed on somebody's couch, and pocketed the rest of the money. Yeah, because that's who he is. And mm-hmm. yeah,
0: it was not a real long move for him. Yeah, so, like. And
3: so he um, he was in o- uh, OVW for a while. He said that uh, a lot of people really liked working with him because he was world traveled, and that was a time when they were signing just a bunch of like untrained guys, just like off the street guys. And so they loved love getting in the ring with him. Cause he was so good. Yeah. Um, cause even like Dolph Ziggler who, who got signed, I think around that, like around that same era, he was just an amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like a trained wrestler. So
2: here, here in like Oh seven, you have someone like Cole Cabana, who's been, you know, making a name for himself for what? Six, seven years now at this point since mm-hmm. 99. Yeah. So like, at that, so going through that, the independent wrestling scene, where now WWE can just look at this pool of indie stars and p- kind of choose, pick and choose. At this time, it was not seen that way, right? Like indie was, was not, a dirty word, mm-hmm. right? And that's it's so foreign to think about now in the twenty nineteen lens. But like it was almost like a, a mark
3: against him that he was it like was. a really big. Well, indie that was a star. big mark against CM Punk mm-hmm. and at the, and Brian, and, right? and Dana Bryan, yeah, yeah, because. He Daniel Bryan was signed like in two thousand and two initially. Yeah. Then let go, but that's because like he was gonna be a it was a Shawn Michaels guy, him and Brian Kendrick. Like, okay, your little Shawn Michaels get out there, but then like that was marks against them, was that they were indie guys. That was a bad thing. Was that, sorry, keep going. Oh go ahead. Was Seth
1: like the first one that it really wasn't?
3: No. Okay, okay. Um yes yes, and no, because it was still actually he almost got fired. Because uh, mm. he was kind of full of himself, which is fine. Triple H, I think, saw it was like, it's fine. But like some of the people who are in FCW didn't like that he was so full of himself. Mm-hmm. One of the first, I think, people that it was okay was Cesaro. Okay, mm, okay. Because he was just so good and big. Mm-hmm. And like uh, he didn't have that abrasiveness that I think Seth had, as well as in at least the developmental system where it was okay, was Neville. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And then, I mean, the first person who I think actually got... Pushed, like, the appropriate to their level was Kevin Owens. Like, yes. Like, he came in, and there was no pausing for him. There was no, like, like, oh, uh, he's indie, so we'll wait and see. Like, he, from day one, has yeah, been pushed. Yeah, he
1: showed up and beat up his best friend. Yeah, exactly. and then got
0: the NXT title. Showed up on the main roster with the NXT Beat John title, Cena. Beat John Cena. Got the IC title. Like, was then world champion within two years on the main roster. And that like, was, like, what, 2016? I think he got called up in 2015, because I started watching in 2016, yeah. and he'd been around for like a year.
2: And poor Colt's there in 2007, where it's mm-hmm. just, I wonder what, do you guys know, do you know what it was about the independents that was so, uh, made it such a dirty word, make it such like a, a thing to look down on? Well,
3: people were smaller, um, as well as- Like they, smaller built? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in that time, everybody was just so on steroids. Right, it was mm-hmm. unreal. Like you look at like a 2005 SmackDown roster. Yeah, that's they're true, huge. True. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just all about to explode. Yeah. Um, it was that. It was just like people thought they were had bad habits because they weren't trained properly. It was just a just. It was a joke. It was just a, a sign of the times because before that, everybody came from either territories, and you could be like, oh, they trained with this guy. They did this, this, and this. And then Even with WCW and ECW, but after that, like all that kind of fell away, mm. and they just thought of like backyard wrestling and guys that were very inspired by ECW that they were the indie guys. Gotcha, mm. okay. And so he got there, he was moved to FCW, um, and so he did um commentating their wrestling there in FCW when they um, were moved.
0: From Ohio Valley Wrestling. Mm. Florida Championship Wrestling. Which but- then became NXT. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Then he got called up. And at first he was going to be Colt Cabana. And then they had him change his name. And he said that he remembers one of the writers coming up to him. And John Laurinaitis was behind him. And it's like, you got to change your name, man. And he had his Colt Cabana stuff. Like, it's going to be Scotty Goldman. Ah. And he was like... Okay, I'm going to just try for it. And he's just like, okay. He's like, I got to cut a little inset promo in the box. But that was about it. His first match was a three-minute
0: loss to Brian Kendrick. Who was not exactly high on the card mm-hmm. at the time. It wasn't right?
3: WWE champion yet.
0: Yeah. That's still one of my favorite pictures. <laughs> mm-hmm, that he was Brian Kendrick was WWE, interim WWE champion for about a minute <laughs> during <laughs> one great. match.
3: And so as that he lost, he would then... Uh, lose battle royals, he would lose to Umaga. He lost to the Great Kali. Essentially, just a jobber. Yeah, that was just for some reason signed. He did. This is where his, um, him being who he is, like, really was shining. Though, is he started a WWE.com show called What's Cracking with Scott with uh, Scotty Goldman? Oh, and it was pretty funny because like they introduced like Zack Ryder as a weird character on that. Like Hornswag was there. Like. This was him kind of flexing his comedy chops Did, and stuff like that. Is that what you used to watch all the time? Like Long Island IZ stuff? That was, that was Long Island IZ, which is Zack Ryder stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, it all kind of stemmed from that. He had a dot-com show, and like that show and then the dirt sheet with The Miz and John Morrison, they were kind of gaining traction with people. And like the writers, he said, like were having fun with him, but then he lost. <laughs> he lost everything there, was released. And the day after his release, he went to PWG. So a little bit after that, two thousand nine. Yes. So a little bit after that, he starts his art of wrestling podcast. Um, he was listening, um, to Mark Maron, and uh, fucking what else? I think comedy Bang Bang. He said probably, probably. Those are
0: both around back then. Yeah, and then I mean
3: they're like the biggest, oldest podcast. And he was he was getting into doing comedy, taking like improv classes. He said that he even put a, um and I got resume up on monster.com. Yeah, was, yeah. Was he friends with Marty DeRosa yet? Uh he becomes friends with him around here. Okay. Um so he starts his podcast and his first guest is Sean DeVari. Um so with his podcast from is, there Is that Arya DeVari? Arya DeVari's brother. Okay. Who is a, now an agent um with WWE. So from here this is kind of where it just just slowly grows. It's not like at first everything's like, "Oh my god, it's this crazy thing but in 2011 uh when he started it i mean this helped people's careers out so cliff compton was domino in wwe for a little bit with deuce and domino they were a greasers gimmick he was on episode 18 um and he just got to kind of portray himself that like as this not just a greaser throwback guy but this really weird funny like Almost like this New York guy who's just like a little off his rocker, but in a good way. Yeah, got to show that off. That helped his career so much that he actually got to Ring of Honor like years after because of showing up on a Colt Cabana's podcast. Luke Gallows, um, I think, was like episode like number like thirty or like thirty-two or something, and he went on there. And this is the first time people got to hear Luke Gallows as. Like this fucking hilarious drunken good brother, yeah, and not just see Festus or the straight edge Luke Gallows. Like, oh my god, this guy has a personality, right? And it did that with so many different people because well, that's
2: the thing that we've talked about. Like when it comes to, I mean. We know that wrestling is predetermined. We know it's a a, a show, a, entertainment, and what we like is the people portraying these characters. That's who we want to like, mm. and so when you get to like really, get, you know, get to see who they are, yeah, like that's that, where that's that, where you develop a real like
0: uh, fandom, mm-hmm. like that Champa interview, like oh, still like yeah. I mean, like he was already doing like doing great work and stuff, but just like seeing like that side of him and how vulnerable he was on that show. Like, yeah, just makes it like how good a Healy, he, like heel he is and how much like makes you hate him on screen. Even like better. Like, yeah.
3: It's, it was just awesome. Like he interviewed Claudio Cassignola as he was like going in for a tryout. Mm. Which, Cesaro. Cesaro. Um, he was interviewing Kevin Steen. And at this point in Kevin Steen's career, oh, he was going to give up. Yeah. He was going to quit wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, He, cause Jim Cornette had taken over Ring of Honor booking oh, and like fuck. sent him home and fucking
0: hated Kevin and Owens. hated
3: him. They he interviewed Johnny Curtis who became Fandango and this is one of my favorite ones because you just get to hear and this made me just like fucking love this dude so much. This was right when he was about to debut after NXT season four, um, and it was just uh sorry season three. Oh, and- so he could interview. WWE yes, he could, yes, At this, this point he's still mm-hmm. okay. he was still Punk was still there. They actually even brought him in for a tryout like during the middle of Punk's run. Um he didn't get signed, obviously, but um he like just gotta tell his story. And that's the one of the biggest things about Cole Cabana is that he would just have his friends in and just give him a platform to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Johnny Curtis or Fandango, like, he just picked up, got all his stuff like um in his car, and he's like, I could either just Get a construction job and drink beer every weekend, or I can go down. I'm gonna just go live in my car in McDonough, Georgia. Um, fucking so hide shrimp cocktail outside of my Applebee's waiting job <laughs> so I can try to get a job. And he got signed right before they closed it down. Yeah. Like and he just that's just what happened. And it's just like getting to hear that, you're like You hear stories like that, you're like, I want this guy I to succeed. I want this guy to succeed. Mm. Exactly. He interviewed the young bucks when they were still generation me. Yeah. Um on TNA. Like the the one that I came in on was the Zack Ryder one, which was the one year anniversary of everything. And it was just awesome getting to hear like Zack Ryder and aka like Matt Cardona come out and Zack Ryder. You're just like, holy shit. Like I I already had liked uh, Zack Ryder from his YouTube show because you got to see his personality. But even more so then, and just going back and listening to everything before, he had Kenny Omega on, who at that point was just a DDT guy. And not like just he had been signed by WWE once and wasn't that big of a name. He had Carl Anderson, who was oh, you're it was right before his run um, in the G one. It was like a year before G one finalist. Yeah, so 2012, it was in, <laughs> and so this was in 2011, and it was just like oh, this guy's really cool. Like I want to follow him more. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I think is cool about the show too
1: is like, um, like he changed the format a little bit, and I'm. And there was, like, an episode with Cody, and he was talking about Disneyland. Yeah. And he was there. Like, Cody, like, hangs out with Zack Ryder still. Mm. Uh Like, you get these, like, friendships of these people you think don't have anything
2: to do with each other. It kind of helps Mm. you paint a broader picture of what's going on. Yeah. And what I thought was cool, too, is, like, so during this time, also, like, in those early stages of the podcast and stuff, what I was looking up, he was also really reinventing the merch game as far as yes. independent wrestling mm-hmm. goes. He's starting to make like really fun designs and play with like really like a variety of like different kinds of merch.
3: And he's really diversifying himself and having like the online store. And he was the one, the reason why he um, got pro wrestling tees is a company called one hour tees, which is pro wrestling tees um, was a Chicago based company. And they would get shirts printed from them. Like uh, CM Punk had one that uh, he wore on raw that said, I broke the big show's hand. <laughs> he got it printed there. Mm-hmm. And so just from him using them to print his merch that he would sell, um, he was like, Hey, you know what? We could develop this thing um, where we can print shirts. Everything's direct to garment. So super simple, get them quick and we can start making some money for the boys. Yeah. And he gets a little, probably a little kickback from that. Cause he was essentially one of the, the main fucking guys in the brain trust of that. And connecting the wrestlers with the company. Mm. And now, like, Pro Wrestling Tees is fucking huge. Mm. Oh, they, yeah. Like, all, with all the Bullet Club and Young Bucks stuff in Hot Topic, mm-hmm. that's all printed by Pro Wrestling Tees.
2: Yeah. And, like, and if you're in Chicago, I mean, you'll see Colt Cabana's face on the billboards for Pro Wrestling Tees, like, store. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And the store is awesome. It's so cool in there. Um, and just everybody, Stone Cold has stuff that Jericho had stuff there. Like, it changed the Eddie game for Guerrero, it, like, independent wrestlers to actually well, make some and money. And that's, mm. like,
1: the easy... Because apparently buying stuff through New Japan's website is hell. Oh, my so God. So they made it easy to buy stuff, like, New Japan stuff
3: here. And then, like, if we want to take and look at how influential he was on people's careers. So not necessarily just uh, as a fan, like, I want to cheer for this guy. But on people's careers and getting them, like... Helping them out. One of the biggest, like one of the best episodes that was on there was when he interviewed Pac.
4: Mm.
3: Mm. Oh, oh yeah, Neville. yeah, Neville, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had just a standard interview, and he prefaces the whole thing being like, he didn't really want to open up. It was very kind of close, and but then afterwards, he was like, he was like, I kind of want to talk a little bit more, and he opened up about his feelings of like, you know, like what, what if I don't make it? Mm-hmm. What do I do if I'm not good enough? And like, it really just like. Kind of help, I guess, vocalize for him, like, kind of get that out in the open. It's like, you know, I have these fears, and I have these anxieties, and he's giving this out to everybody in the world that listens to his podcast. And then, like, a year down the road, he got signed. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the best fucking wrestlers. And then time after
2: that, he the self-confidence that, maybe to his own detriment at some point, that that Pac has gained... Ben's then to be like no I'm gonna walk I'm gonna walk from this company I'm gonna I... bet on myself again exactly mm-hmm. like and to see to hear that interview with with him on Art of Wrestling being so unsure of himself and you know super relatable in that aspect too of like I don't what if this doesn't happen for me what if I'm not one of those guys to being someone who's like calling his own shots and fucking taking chances on himself and seeing that that's fucking so cool to me
3: yeah and yeah. then getting guys like Johnny Storm who maybe have not had a big name and getting them to tell their story or getting guys like rock and Randy Ricci, who was an independent worker and letting them tell their stories on there, getting them a platform, getting those people like, you know, some eyes, he had Johnny Saint on there. Who is now the NXT UK general manager. I want to know how he got fucking brought back into wrestling. Was it Chris hero? Chris hero (laughs) went like on a three hour fucking train ride when he was in the UK. And the guy was like, all right, fuck, I guess you really do want to meet me. And one of the first people that wanted to interview him was Colt. Like, you got to bring so much to so many people and, like, do so much for the business of wrestling. Um, And, of course, like, the one we always bring up is the one with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Mm -hmm. Um, That one's just a legendary interview because you had a guy, like, be able to tell his story and get that out there. And you could tell that has really helped a lot of people because he even talks about how, to this day, he still has people... Come up to him, say, "Hey, that like really helped me through dark times too." Mm -hmm. I gotta tell him that when I was in PWG, and he was like the most appreciative person. He's like, "Like, dude, thank you so much for listening." He's like, "I'm glad that like me being able to kind of help myself and tell my story and get that out like has really helped a lot of people." Yeah, like like gotta share that like with him and like shake his hand. He was just like the most gracious person, and giving people a platform, I think, is one of the biggest things that Colt Cabana um has done with not only like his podcast but with like the merch and just with his um his reach being mm-hmm. able to do that
2: and like so i think of colt in the same sort of vein that i think of someone like Joey Ryan where it's like i mean where it's like i'm sure there's plenty of times in colt's career uh, where he's like, oh, man, WWE would have been that payday and really good. But, like, those are two guys who, like, bet on independent wrestling and bet on themselves and made a world for themselves in this mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. of independent wrestling. And it's like to see someone flourish like that from a time where that wasn't. And I don't know as much about Joey Ryan, but especially for Colt, where, you know, he sort of ushered in that era of, like, indie wrestling being cool because you get to know these guys like Tommaso or Claudio or any of those, you know it's just like to 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 pave that way for people you know going well, forward and
3: then in podcasting he paved the way for the wrestling podcast that long form kind of sit down interview cuz it wasn't like the standard shoot interviews where you'd have a guy off camera and be like all right man what did you think about your feud with the million dollar man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was hey man what you been up to so like well you like you have an interesting story on this like what's going on like mm. on episode 59 another super famous one of the art of wrestling domino cliff compton tells the story of how him and luke gallows got trapped in nigeria Man. yeah and then the state department called him He's like hey are you guys okay because a bomb went off in lagos oh shit like and there was like a terrorist attack while they were over there wrestling for like like nigerian fucking like the like the nigerian government mm. just, well, well, fucking life
1: and that's the cool thing about colt's podcast is like yeah he said he was influenced by mark Marin. mark Marin is very interviewee He's a great interviewer, but he's very interviewee. Colt Cabana, you feel like he's friends with everyone he talks They're to. They're just having a conversation. I guess it's it's a lot like Stone Cold's, honestly, mm. where Stone oh, Cold yeah. talks to them beforehand and like gets to know them a little bit before. Get some drunk, read a novel, and then just like like it's conversational. I mean. And, and Colts is way better at being conversational because oh, yeah, well,
2: he like has these memories and and history with these guys.
1: Stone Cold and doesn't girls. have any memories
0: left. <laughs> no. no, he drank
3: them Got all Got dropped the way. on that stack of dimes too many times. Too many damn novels. Um, it's just he he ushered in that era of wrestling podcast. Fucking Goldberg had one. Chris Jericho has one. Stone Cold, Jim Ross, Edge and Christian, Edge and Christian, like us. I mean, like, we're not like a long form sit down interview. No, no. But it's just like, he's one that ushered that in and made it cool. And then also, it like got to a point where literally there was a fucking lawsuit over a podcast. (laughs) That's exactly where I
1: was going to go. That's funny.
3: And so, um, with Colt Cabana ending his run with that, um, I know we didn't dive super deep into like more of Colt Cabana, who he is as a wrestler beyond just kind of his beginnings. Well, that, that's out there, you know? Which, which I feel is important. Everything that happened with him was important because then he bet on himself. Like, hey, I'm starting this podcast. I'm starting my own channel because I'm going to bring my own brand out there. Yeah, and and from mm -hmm. there...
2: Stuff like $5 wrestling, any of that stuff. Like, he Mm -hmm. has diversified himself. Uh, Even Uh,
3: with the $5 wrestling stuff, he had... Creative had nothing for you. Worst interview ever. Like, he would have... Um, These different ways to get his brand out there. Like, I came in, Marty Rosa had like a hundred fucking episodes of Creative Has Nothing For You. Like a fucking like a hundred episodes of like worst promo ever. Like they did these fucking YouTube shows and they would do $5 wrestling. They would just do so much. And it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Love it all. He,
0: like now he's at the point, like as a performer, where like he does Edinburgh Borough Fringe Festival every year, which is like, that is, it's a marathon. Yeah, it's a month of,
1: long maybe longer it's a
0: it's a month long like it's not just like comedy it's it's it is stage shows which mm-hmm. is like a, a concept that's not as big here in america but like um like i know some like other comedians and stuff that i mm-hmm. i followed that also have started doing it yep, and it's like
3: roomed with chris gethard once uh uh-huh, and like i was um, on chris Gethard's like
0: pilot and uh-huh.
3: yeah hit uh michael in the dick
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and aaron mcgaffey who um she used to be married to Dan Harmon for one year, and then they got divorced. But then she she moved that, to Ireland. That makes and started, sense. Yeah, started um, performing. She has a really good podcast too. That Colts spin on called "This Feels Terrible" about bad relationships. Yeah. Um, uh, like, it was
1: his about CM Punk?
0: God, that'd <laughs> have been very good. Um, but like, he, like the fact that he is doing like that kind of level of performing, it's like there's plenty of professional performers and like comedians and stuff that could not. Off a stage show. Like right. For a yeah.
2: Month. To, to me, it's like just a shining example of like somebody who is willing to put in the work yep. to, to make something for themselves and like a marketing wizard, super savvy and just has made a lot of, from the, at least the public persona, the public perspective, a lot of really smart business decisions. Probably and some dumb
3: ones. Also, but a fucking this is a good dude. Yeah. Mm.
1: One thing I love about him that he said, he's like, I'm just a dumb jock, but I like to learn. And he like, I think he, tells Marty this because Marty like makes him a better person. Mm-hmm. Mar- Marty's a Marty little, DeRosa.
3: Marty is a little bit more kind of in tune with that, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um and so like Marty will be like, hey man, I really can't say that. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and and wh- he's, what what how do I do better?
0: Yeah, he's even like self-checked himself on, on podcast before, like I remember it was like the DDT, like big gay battle royal or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. He's like, I don't know if this comedy's okay, let me know. Like
3: And like even just like when he had Hornswoggle on he's like, Is it okay? Do do I say like midget wrestling? Is mm-hmm. it little purse? Like and then like he even asked Hornswoggle like, what do you call? Know? it like Hornswoggle was like, No, it's midget wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like one of those like he checks himself. Like he said that like at a like a wrestling show, like he said something to a girl and he came on the past like, No, I'm sorry. Like I shouldn't have done that. Like I feel bad about it, and I want to just let everybody know that this happened. He's like, outside of those two hundred people, nobody would have ever known. But I want to do this. Mm. Yeah, stuff like that is super cool. Um, I have I've always had great interactions with him. I've met him countless times. He's the nicest person, always willing to take a picture, shake hands. Right at that um, that
2: show that we saw him at uh, here in Boise at the Olympic. I mean, like he was there. I mean, obviously he was there after everyone left, but he was there with the crowd until everybody left like yeah. i think we were some of the last ones in there and he went around he took a picture with us he was yeah. really
0: nice and and like like this was right after we started the show when, oh yeah um like first summer that we started the show and i was like so i emailed him asking him if we could interview him and like he sent the most the, the nicest like no. Reje- rejection no ever yeah, yeah. like it was it was like very much like i'm sorry i only have like an hour and a half of free time while i'm in town like yeah and like the longest explanation of like oh here's my schedule this is how busy i am i'm sorry i can't do it like and then was really sorry when i like i was just saying like oh yeah we're emailing he's like oh i'm so sorry i couldn't do it i was like no like i'm just saying like this that's who i am i'm introducing myself like
3: yeah and like he just brings like other people into his world like he helped get Grado like a lot more press over here mario de rosa has a like a, a way better career because of him at least like when it terms like with wrestling fans like
1: this But it probably helped boost his comedy career too. Yeah,
3: definitely. And it's just like every like he's just a trailblazer, um, who I feel after he is maybe a little bit more out of wrestling, people are gonna look back and be like, Oh, he really fucking changed the game. Pokemon, you're the fucking man.
2: Yeah, we owe a lot to you as a as the wrestling fans of the world. Yeah. yeah.
3: Just for the hours upon fucking hours of content you've given me. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Thank yeah, you. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's great.
2: What a deep dive! That was awesome. I feel yeah. like I learned a lot.
3: I did too. Yeah.
2: And I think I like to 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 say this too to all the listeners. Isai barely looked at his notes, <laughs> like dates <laughs> and episode numbers. Kind of just my, off the dome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: When
3: I likes something, he knows everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Required listening for that. Uh, everybody go to his Patreon page. Four bucks a month to get all the classics. Um, episode 100 is a great one because Punk interviews him. Episode 59 with Cliff Compton. I think it's episode... I always want to say it's like 32, 34, 36 with Luke Gallows. 18 with Cliff Compton. Um, 52 if you want to listen to Zack Ryder where I came in. Um, those are the one-year mark. Um, and then also... There's a really good one, I think it's like 303 with Teddy Hart, episode 101 with Adam Cole, all great.
1: Just go listen to all of them. Hey guys, what's nerdier, knowing specific issues of comic books or specific episodes of podcasts?
2: Uh, knowing specific episodes of podcasts is great, and you should memorize all of mm-hmm. our episodes. Yeah. Um, Chip Cookie, sponsor us. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Buckers. Tanks. No, Crumble. I want Crumble now. Fuck you, Chip, you had your chance. Yeah, you had your chance. I want Cookie Riot. <laughs> oh, shit. I just,
1: I'm going old school, Mrs. Fields. Okay. Okay. Ew, dude. <laughs> I'll I'm,
3: take one of them big old cookie cakes, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are the best. I
3: thought those were I bad, dude. I thought those were bad as fuck. I hated those cookies. Yeah, they were bad motherfuckers. <laughs> I want Cookie Crisp.
1: <laughs> I want
3: the, uh, is that, malto, still ar- is that still around? Yeah. I want the malto meal ver- version.
2: Oh, uh, that's all. Multi the- meal versions of cereal is what I fucking, that's mm-hmm. part of my fucking.
3: Oh, yeah
2: in bags. My yeah, that's why but growing up it was always like no we're we're a bag cereal family. <laughs> oh, I grew up bougie but I'm not bougie
0: now, so.
2: I was
1: not, not as,
2: my mom's like you can't eat cereal.
1: What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Derek. I didn't eat cereal. He was also homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I did eat I got to. Eat. Sometimes Muck. they had little boxes when we went camping. And I yeah, eat those yeah. for breakfast when I watch Power Rangers. Delicious. Oh hell yeah! That's, That's awesome. Like little frosted flakes. The yeah. little that oh. you'd
2: get at school if you showed up early enough.
1: Yeah, no, I fucked with frosted mini wheats, which is real weird. I think.
3: Oh for my a god, kid. we
2: are so good at getting right off the rails.
3: No. I love <laughs> frosted mini wheats because it's a good crunch. Yeah, and then the frosting was like pretty heavy as a kid. So you get your sugar. Yeah, it's like a sweet triscuit yeah fuck yeah oh my god i love triscuits like regular triscuits by the way
2: dude i do too
1: i, I, can, I remember early i think on this show i went hard on triscuits and i was just like yeah. nope wheat thins are better no, i did I, a taste test triscuits leaps and bounds
2: dude flavor wise dude the gouda one's super good dill mm. one super good i'm mm. a triscuit fan mm. man
3: even mm. just original i love the original ones yeah because it pairs nice, nice with a good cheese nice salt like a oh, good yeah, salt balance
2: salt. Anyway, that's Colt Cabana. <laughs> uh, the the Triskets of pro wrestling. <laughs> the Triskets of pro wrestling.
1: <laughs> Sponsor us, and we will talk about you for 10 minutes and about how much we like you. Not even purposefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's get into the Wrestle Boys Classic. First match. I don't want to. Okay, see ya. <laughs> that's the show, guys. No, I was kidding. I do want to. Derek, come back. <laughs> uh, first match China versus Lita. A
0: match that makes That's, sense for the era? Mm-hmm. Probably absolutely happened. Does. I, I purposely didn't look if it happened. There
1: was a tag match. I put it in my watch later, and then... Judgment Day 2001.
0: The, what, like DX versus Team Extreme? Yep.
2: This is kind
1: that of an kind
0: interesting
2: of... matchup. Uh, cause, so Lita was... Both kind of pioneers, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think so. Lita was a proficient, like, professional wrestler. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Like, for sure, one of the ones that gets name-checked all the time when it comes to, like, women who are way more talented than they got you know a opportunity to show at mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. um, China is the fucking what, eighth wonder of the world right well, like, ninth wonder of the world
1: watching watching these the China I watched a lot of random China matches I watched her versus uh, or her with Jer- her and Eddie Guerrero. Versus Jericho.
2: My her, yeah, her and Eddie, I love that stuff, dude. It's
1: It's a little cringy, but...
0: I don't, I, it's a sign I, of the times. Yeah. I don't... I'm going just off my memory. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. not revisited it, it. It's one of those ones that... It could work now if you shifted a lot of it, yeah, but yeah. like for the times it was, it was really good. And, yeah, and very. I remember it fondly. I don't so, know how it would go down.
3: The thing with China is that she really didn't wrestle like, too much in the women's division. Yeah, no.
1: like I watched a match with her and Dean Malenko. On well, her yeah. and Jeff Jarrett, yeah, yeah. at
3: the uh, good housekeeping match, which mm-hmm. Jarrett got paid like a few hundred thousand for to come and drop the belt. Damn! Yeah. But they he put her over. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, no, he and he only said like. It, wasn't any issue putting her over is that my contract was kind of sketchy and I was on on the way out. So like he 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 had no issue with the fact, like he wasn't asking for more money to put China over. It was to make sure that he was in a, he got his money on the way out the door. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But, um, so China was, I feel less of the better wrestler and more of just a groundbreaker in her character. And the fact that she wasn't just portrayed, especially at that time, um, they had the Sunnies, they had Sable, they had Marlena, Terry Runnels. And when she debuted, it was she was a imposing figure. She had a presence. Mm-hmm. She was she, a, a genuine
2: credible threat when it
1: yeah, came she to She was
3: a
2: bodyguard for a men's stable.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. she was a bodyguard yeah. for DX.
1: Well, and it was almost like watching some of the DX stuff, a lot of it is bad, but it's like she was just one of the boys.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was it wasn't treating her as like, oh, she's like our valet. No, she was the muscle.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: he was her, the muscle of these two fucking pinheads. which is weirdly progressive in a sense for
1: especially for that time. Well,
3: mm-hmm. like when you when you like especially like her presence and she wasn't afraid to mix it up with the guys. And I think that's what was so groundbreaking because there wouldn't have been Alita if it wasn't for China. Yeah, mm-hmm. with that being said, Lita was a better wrestler, for sure. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, Lita's undeniable.
0: A, yeah, Lita's a great wrestler.
3: Um, like, and she again was another one that wasn't afraid to hit that moonsault or the fucking hurricane on undo shit off ladders.
0: Mm-hmm. Like she's involved in the the WrestleMania like tables, ladders, and chairs match. Where like, Jim
3: Ross says, Lita jerk an edge off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
1: I know I talk about uh next match featuring uh Ayo moonsault ad nauseum. Lita's is beautiful. The
0: one that she uh, finished, like the match where she and Trish yeah um, main evented Raw and she won the title. She almost it's,
3: freaking killed herself with she, scorpion on the outside.
0: Yeah, but she like oh, that is halfway across the ring. Like it some, looks so good. Some of her moonsaults were not good. Okay. Some of her moonsaults were a little sketchy. Well, but, that one was beautiful. But what? But some of them were fucking perfect. That one was amazing.
3: She so her main her main thing that she got brought in because she was one of the Godfather's hoes once. But before that, or after that, she was brought in with S.A. Rios. Mm-hmm. He became nothing and she mm-hmm. became a fucking star. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and watching her, like, so I didn't watch any of this, but she was with the Hardys.
3: Yes. Her mm-hmm. wrestling
1: reminds, Ryan, reminds me of Jeff Hardy a little bit. Oh, yes. I mean, they like have the, very, oh, definitely. they share
0: moves. They share a lot of moveset too. The way
1: like, she moves through the air, mm-hmm. it's just, it's like he does.
0: I mean, she was lucha trained. Like, she went to
3: Mexico yeah. to get
0: trained. Yeah. Like, she's incredible. And,
3: um, I felt like she, it was a perfect storm then because every every one of the teams had like a third, and it was so mm-hmm. cool. Like, Edge and Christian's third was fucking Rhino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Dudley's had little Spike Dudley. Spike mm-hmm. Dudley. Who,
0: even though he was small, he was out of his fucking mind. And a, a great worker and amazing at bumping.
3: And the Hardys brought Lita, and mm-hmm. she would be right in the middle of the mix, mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah, the three of them... I doubt it ever happened, but I wish there was a triple threat match with just the three of them because they work together great. Oh yeah, and they're all so different. Like, like Lita
3: wasn't afraid to take these giant spears from fucking the man beast rhino. Yeah, um, or
0: Edge, like.
3: And then even then, like when everything happened with her and Matt Hardy and then Edge, they had a hardcore match at ECW One Night Stand 2006, where it was Lita. Edge and Mick Foley versus Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, and Beulah McGillicuddy. Mm. And that match was out of fucking control. And Lita was there in the fucking like taking bumps from fucking like Beulah and Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer, like in the middle of this shit. And um, I feel like they both were such pioneers um, because they both weren't afraid to cross cross over and not just be a women's wrestler or not just be a valet. They were just a wrestler, mm, yeah, and that's what was the big difference. Is they were just oh, they're just these characters. They're not oh, th- these are the women that are coming on now, yeah. What?
2: And for both of them, I mean, for sure, but like Lita, for sure too. Like oh, uh, like she had, she was right in the muck. I mean, she was right in the muck of some of the worst worst stuff. China too, but like I, I think about some of this shit with Lita, where it's like cringy, like the stuff with Kane. Stuff like the live sex show, live sex mm-hmm. show. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, Oh, you have this phenomenal wrestler who it's like, if you think of like Lita in her prime in 2019, she would be up there with anybody. Mm. Well,
1: and that's like what changed. Why did they shy away from intergender stuff
0: after um, that? Because it, PG product, okay, corporate okay. corporate sponsors, okay. Mm. Um, like, and another thing that's really interesting about these two being matched up is they're both also like. They both like crossed over past like just being good wrestlers to being like cultural yeah. icons. Oh, yeah. Like I like, knew who China was. Yeah, either, like right. fashion and style icons and weird. Both kind of weird. Like looking back, doesn't age super well. Like ways, but like <laughs> yeah, China was like iconic. Everyone knew who she was, and then like Lita, like that weird like late nineties, early two thousands, like whale tail fashion is like there are multiple wrestlers in interviews i i've heard talking about lita said like oh i got ground i got like detention at school for trying to do that at school too yeah like, totally like totally. it was actually like iconic outside of wrestling too
3: and they both were just so influential within like who we have now mm-hmm. Lita like there's so many wrestlers That are just like, oh, I fucking love Team Extreme, and I loved Lita. Like,
0: Mm, and what the Lita Trish feud like got me into wrestling.
3: Yeah, and just that is just super cool. Um, This one's really tough Um, for me. I'm gonna go Lita.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go China because I picked
3: her.
2: Yeah, I I, I I feel
3: China helped break more ground. Yeah, but then I think Lita ran with it.
2: Yeah, I I think it's it's unfortunate, and most of the reason I. I picked China's one just because obviously she's a pioneer. But also mm-hmm. uh it's unfortunate because WWE would have you think she wasn't even there because of the stuff that happened after her career, but she deserves so much recognition and, and uh and just uh, you know to be to And be they're talked finally about. like
3: finally mm-hmm. kind of talking about her. <laughs> hey Road Dogg said
0: China yeah. Spirit. China Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least her
3: name's being fucking dropped
0: in there. Yeah, she's she's a Hall of Famer with DX now. Like It's true. It's true. And she will be on her own eventually. I think she will. I think when Vince dies. Yeah. Hunter that'll be Hunter's last atonement for being a piece of shit. (laughs) That'd be great. At that point in his career. I got
2: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go China.
1: Um I'm gonna vote Lita because she got Jenna into punk.
2: Okay. True. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. I mean Lita was on my team, so yeah.
2: (laughs) So I picked uh off my team last time, so you don't have to, Zach. Just I mean, them. you don't uh, have I'm to. I'm also just picking Lita, but, but you can pick China.
0: I could, but I'm not. Okay,
2: so China moves on.
3: No, Lita, Lita is the one that moves on. Yeah, wait, Lita no, I thought on. China was moving no, on. No, Le- I voted for Lita, but I East voted for I China. Voted for Lita,
2: Zach voted for
1: China. Zach Zach yeah, voted no, for I, vote, I voted you for voted I Lita. We voted for Lita. Don't Cold Steve Austin voted for Lita. What
3: Lita? I chose Lita. I chose Lita. Later. <laughs> <Lita. laughs> well, all
1: right,
2: I acquiesce. <laughs>
1: Uh next match. Ayoshirai versus Bailey.
2: This is fun. This one's a fun and one that we'll probably see at
3: some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bailey, I feel, is a more important figure in wrestling than uh
2: Yeah, one of those like when we talk about like where uh where
0: where China and Lita walked, Bailey ran. <laughs> <laughs>
3: because <laughs> Wow Um <laughs>
0: I mean, actually, another weird connection. I mean, both uh, Hispanic um, Lita and Bailey. So, like, yeah. legit. Like, she grew up idolizing Lita yeah. for yeah. that too. So,
3: and so with Yoshirai, she was an ace of stardom. There's been other aces. There's, like that position's still good. She's a phenomenal wrestler. One of the best that's in WWE right now.
1: Much better than Bailey. Watching the matches that mm-hmm. I watched. I wouldn't say much better. She's better. But Bailey's not. clunky. Bailey's great. I'm going all in on Bailey right mm-hmm. now.
0: Here, Bailey is a little clunky, but uh, not when she's with people who aren't clunky clunky themselves. Like it's true. She, it's true. she I honestly, I really do like. I, I think, I think Bailey does like the cl- the clunky comes out in her when she's having to carry someone else.
3: Yeah, and when it's somebody like well Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um is great. She was great in Stardom. She's great now. She is a phenomenal worker. Has the greatest moonsault I've ever seen. He's she really a does. great moonsault. Um, she doesn't injure. She is yeah. going to be go down <laughs> as heard. one of the best workers. Bailey is a great worker. She's groundbreaking in the fact that um, she is almost. She was especially in her NXT run, the John Cena of that. She had just legions of kids and legions of little girls being able to look at her and say, I can be that because her gimmick, especially if you've followed her career from where it started in NXT to like where it essentially in NXT, her gimmick was I'm a super fan. I just love everything about this. I like, I just want to do this and just would, she would just essentially annoy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from going from that to building and building and building to finally that match with her and Sasha at where they, um or they stole the show? Or they stole mm-hmm. the show? Yeah. Kevin Owens and Finn Balor could not follow them. Yeah. Mm. In um, a ladder match. She's it, one of the pioneers of modern
1: wrestling. She is. And Like Io Shirai wouldn't be signed in America if it wasn't for Bailey.
3: That helped usher in the quote unquote women's revolution. Um that helped bring things to a different level. They main evented a takeover show so it was essentially the first pay-per-view that was main evented by women was Bailey and Sasha and NXT Take Over Respect. Um they that feud in general just opened so many like opened up so many eyes to what women's wrestling, especially in the WWE, especially at at that time, could be and how great it could be. You had two of the best wrestlers in the world that could not follow them in a ladder match mm-hmm. because of it. You had People who like were getting goosebumps and crying because these two women put everything out on the line. And at the end of the day, Bailey is more important to wrestling mm-hmm. than what Io Shirai is. And for that reason, she moves forward.
2: Oh, that's a pretty strong case. That's a pretty dang strong case. Yeah. Uh, Watch Kyrie Sane versus Io Shirai. <laughs> yeah. <It> did. <laughs> Yeah, there's re- a
1: bunch of them. I just chose a random one. No, it's
2: true though. I mean it, it really comes down <laughs> to that, like what Bailey means and has meant to women's wrestling, and especially in particular in WWE. Uh, and but then when it comes down to like, yeah, the athleticism and just the way that Io Sh- Shirai wrestles is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if it came down to a straight up wrestling match, I think I would give it to EO. But I do think when for our purposes of our tournament with like the 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 significance behind the wrestler moving forward, I'm also going to go with Bailey.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Bailey for Lita would be the next round, and that's fucking rad. So,
2: well, it doesn't matter, but I would die for IO, for Io You're, for, for, You, IO Shry is to you what uh, Tegan is to Michael Cole. Honestly, 100%. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> It's like a
1: weird obsession I have with her.
2: What would you? What would you say? What? a I Io Shirai versus Akira Hokuto. What's going to happen, Derek? Akira Hokuto. One. I mean, in Derek's. <laughs> what happens to Derek? I. I would break. I would never watch wrestling again. It would be a perfect wrestling. Derek would be a broken person. Bro? <laughs> I don't. Know if I can't do the Matt Hardy thing. Oh, <laughs> ah, ah, um, Derek. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I really don't.
2: And we we're not going to have to find out because Akira she's Hokuto. not moving oh, Akira on. Akira Hokuto is
1: better. But um, <laughs> I just, I do love Kairi Sane. Yeah. I mean. Yosraya and, and Kairi, Kairi Sane. And Kairi Also, Sane. yes. Next week, Aja Kong versus Kyrie Sane. Nice. I read her name. That's why I said it earlier. <laughs> and Hikaru Shida versus Mia Yim. Nice.
0: Couple very good matchups. Yeah.
1: There it is. Well, that's our show, everybody. Y- y- y-
2: boom, oh. boom. <laughs>
1: I forget how he ends his show. Um Thanks. Thanks. Uh, beep, boop, 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 yeah, thank you yeah. very much boop, for listening. Boop, boop, boop. Um Buy Anything? our shit. Buy um, other people's shit.
3: The deep, deep the dive beginning. uh next week is... Postponed? Postponed, because we may have a special guest. See who it is? Uh-oh, yeah.
2: tune in. Steve McQueen.
3: But um, let's roll for... uh Initiative? Yes. Oh, shit. Hold on. Because... The next deep dive is on uh, Hot Boy Gym Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it'll be a very short one. But speaking of Colt Cabana. We, we could do, do that one next week still, too.
1: Speaking of Colt Cabana, there's a really good match that's outside in between two sandwich shops, Colt Cabana against Orange Cassidy. And it's almost like a passing of the torch feeling because, like, Orange Cassidy has his gimmick and Colt Cabana is just, like, playing with it. And, like, that's, like, one of the perfect, like, balances because Colt Cabana knows, like, how to play into that gimmick so well.
3: Yeah. Also, some required watching for you guys, check out CM Punk's last Rig of Otter match for um, uh, against Colt Cabana. Great fucking match. Very emotional. And then uh, watch the Colt Cabana versus Brian Kendrick one because you got to hear him have the worst theme in the world. Also, seven levels of hate with him and Adam Pierce. Those seven matches are awesome. I was there at number five where he got set on fire. Oh, um,
1: yeah. I, I just want to say that Zach put a and d dice on these weird-ass uh, electric candles we have, and the second he put it on, it lit up, you know I mean? and it was very ominous. Yeah,
3: and, yeah I rolled Tracy first. once said he electric slide to the clip Walk. Oh, Lord.
0: I, Lord uh, Almighty. I rolled first last time, so I... Well,
1: and I level. don't roll because I choose... I'm
0: rolling. Oh, no, you're going to roll because this will be for this the next is, one. This is for rolling,
2: next round. Rolling, rolling, oh, okay. What? Yeah. Oh, it fell off the table. 15. Beat that sucker. That's a pretty
3: good one. That's a good yeah. roll.
2: Yeah, I know. Nat 20. 12. Well, That's still, 12. still a good one. Matt Stone of the Caldwell Stones is in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Demidome, i winner of the Oh, critical, oh fail. Critical, critical fail. You don't get to go failures. for a
1: whole year. Oh, oh shit. Should we make... <laughs> Look, we have to do,
2: no, that just means this
0: episode will never air.
2: <laughs> no, this is No, Esai's last episode doesn't um, air. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. We might have to figure out something to do with <laughs> the <laughs> criticals, but will see if I help that you guys out. We'll talk about your stuff. Five. Five. Oh, so, it's
2: Matt
3: Stone of the Call yeah, of Duty. Try Stones. to talk about Hot Boy Jim without me. No, don't leave. <laughs> um, I don't
2: know what I'm going to pick. So you tune in next week and I'll let you know. That's Sounds fun.
3: good. Okay.
1: Um. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Russell boys three sixteen says what power bomb your local ice agent what yeah.
4: Everybody knows what I mean, cause it's good times great memories